You're listening to the Kate Podcast. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. You are listening to the Blockade Podcast. I am your host, Chris Freebus, a.k.a. Shut Your Trap. Joining me as always, my co-host, Jerry Morgan. Hello, everybody. And uh, Kai will not be with us today because we are recording at a much later time than normal, and therefore it's That's like, uh, what, four in, no, four or five in the morning for him, some some ungodly hour. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's very early for him, and the only reason why we're doing it at this time is because I'm daddy daycare this week. Woohoo! Yes, or, I'm at home. Not. I don't know. Well, well, yes and no. It's been okay. It's <laughs> I, I had I had my expectations set pretty low, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's going okay. Um, the kids, they're still alive. The kids, so this is a good start. <laughs> they're still breathing. They're not complaining about hunger. So uh, no, and, yeah, pretty good, really. Yeah, that, that's all you can ask, right? Yeah, that's right. It's it's a win, really. <laughs> I'm I'm uh, prepared for this podcast. For those of you that are uh, on Blab and watching this live, you'll be able to see that I am wearing my "Education is important, but pinball is importanter" T-shirt. And <laughs> if you're on Blab, you will see me proudly supporting the four amusement only EM and Bingo Pinball Podcast shirt from Nick Baldridge, which apparently go. is the only in Queensland. So I'm the only one who actually got one. <laughs> so see, we are we are showing off our street cred right now, which doesn't matter to the just podcast listening audience, but That's those right. with the visual medium will appreciate it. Uh, those in the visual medium also will notice that uh, Jared is trying to do his best impersonation of me, and yes. he uh, shaved his head. Although he didn't, he didn't go full tilt uh, razor to the dome. He just went uh, uh, to the number one blade. <laughs> yeah, number one straight off. I didn't want to go quite the level of the uh, the chrome dome. Number one because they didn't have the wax, so I couldn't like <laughs> really shine it up. Um, <laughs> but also too, because I don't usually have my hair this short, cause frankly, my wife thinks I look like a criminal when I have it this uh-huh. short. Um, uh, yeah, I, I tend not to actually have it this short that often, but geez, it's so nice in summer cause we are in summer here in right. Australia and, and it's just lovely to be able to have the breeze just coast over the top of the dome <laughs> and, you know, could caress the top of your head and it's just lovely. It's a lovely sensation to have. So yeah, I've, I've I, had my head shaved for, I don't know, it's going on two plus years now. Oh, yeah? And I, I still have what I call phantom hair. And phantom. that is, yes, phantom hair. So if I'm outside and it's raining and I get wet on top of the head, I want to, you know, brush the hair off my head, you know, so it doesn't get in my, my eyes or something. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I don't have any. If you're wearing a hat and you, you take your hat off, you know, you're thinking, oh, no, a hat head. And you kind of run your hand up there. And, oh, yeah, there's nothing there. Too. Yeah, there's nothing there. I have no problems. And, you know, it's great because there's, you, you lose, you, sorry, you use hardly any hair product at all. So it's just like, Yep, get in the shower, like maybe a, a little drop of shampoo, and then you're done, <laughs> and you're, you're out, you know. 
No Unfortunately, my shave time, my, my shave time has increased uh, triple because now instead of just doing the face, got to do the head, do that every other day, and it, yeah, we're calling it twenty minutes. So that's yeah, because uh, yeah, you would have to like do it every day. I said I'd be lazy. I don't. I haven't shaved for a couple of days because you know I'm not at work. <laughs> right. And really, <laughs> even if I am at work, I still don't really shave every day. So um, yeah, I I I'm a bit slack. So I'd have all this stubbly weird hair, and it it looked like I'd had some sort of um, treatment, chemo treatment <laughs> all the time. Wouldn't be a good look. So uh, this this today's podcast almost uh, got derailed to by uh, Windows 10. Yeah, uh, thanks Windows 10. <laughs> yeah. So I've had on my computer. I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's quite been a year, maybe a little bit less. But I've had the notification in my bottom of my browser, you know, on the bottom of my screen, that's saying upgrade to Windows 10. And I click on it, and uh, you know when it first popped up. And I was like, yeah, great. You'll be able to upgrade to Windows 10 for free. We'll let you know when. I'm like, okay. Months yeah. passed. And that, and that thing's still <laughs> there, right? I'm like, when yeah. is it going to you know, say you're ready to upgrade? And then I finally realized, I was like, oh, you know what they're probably doing? They're, they're making sure that every system on my computer is compatible, that they have all the drivers. you know. And once it hits that check bar that says, yes, you're good to go, then it'll come up with the upgrade. So yeah. I'm like, okay, great. Fine. I'll wait. So today, I boot up the computer. Get a little happy message goes, hey, Windows 10, ready to go. I'm like, oh, oh okay. So, okay. So I just click my download. All morning long, it, it's gone. It's gone. And unfortunately, I have my computer set to um, uh, go to sleep after 15 minutes. <laughs> but, I was, but I was on the computer, so that wasn't an issue. Yep. It went to sleep one time while I was away. I came back. It had stopped the download, but then I clicked the, you know, the resume button. Boom, kept on resuming. I was like, great, we're fine. Got all the night way to 91% download. And I just stepped away again, come back, computer shut down, boot it up. Boom, nothing. Got to restart <laughs> the entire thing. I'm like, oh. Uh-huh. Okay, fine. And so, the download's non-trivial. It's like about a three gigabyte three download. Yeah. 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 And on my internet speeds, much like Jared's internet speeds at home, they suck. Suck. So, what are you so, on at the moment? Being geeky, are you on ADSL 2 plus in America there? Or are you just like ADSL 1? Do you know? I do not understand the words you were speaking. <laughs> <laughs> These words you speak, I do not know of them. Yeah. So, no idea. Um, okay. So, so anyway, so I go into my, my uh, control panel to, I'm going to fi- you know, fix this. I tell the computer, never go to sleep. Boom, start the download again. Okay, fine. For some reason, it's taking much, 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 much longer. And it's going, and it's going, and it's going. I'm like, oh, God. Okay, that's okay. It's not going to, you know, if it's still downloading when we do the podcast, that's fine and everything. Um, so, uh, my time, we're starting the podcast here at 5 PM and mm-hmm. right at uh, about three fifty-five, three fifty, somewhere around there, I get the notification saying, Hey, I'm ready to be installed. I'm like, Oh no, you don't. <laughs> I know what's, <laughs> I know what's coming here. Uh-uh. No, you're not going to trick me into pushing that download or the, you know, install button. Then you just, no, 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 no. I know it's a four hour, you know, install or whatever. So <laughs> yeah. I, um, so I tell it, no, 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 I'm good for right now. Why don't we update tonight at 1 a.m.? Primo, yeah, then I won't have any yeah, issues. I've got you. Yeah. That's right. I, I got your number. Yeah. So I, I pushed that. I'm like, ha, happy. Yeah. I go back to, I go back to my, my Firefox browser. I go to click on something. Nothing happens. Oh. I'm like, I'm like whoa, 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 whoa. I was just surfing here. Click, nothing happens. I can go back. I can go 
go back through whatever I've already downloaded because it's, you know, cache shade history or whatever, but yeah. it's not looking. I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? Oh, so you can't. Like, so, no. so I shut down. Yeah. So I shut down. I shut down Firefox, boot it back up. Yeah. Same thing. It's not going forward with anything. I'm like, well, I can't even log into Blab to do the podcast now. I'm like, and then a little window says, try restarting your computer. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll restart I'll the computer. Yeah. I push restart. Boom. Welcome to Windows 10 Upgrade. This will take a while. <laughs> you go, you go. Oh, no. Christ. Yeah. I'm like, there's nothing I can do. It's it's mandatory. And I'm like, what happened to 1 a.m.? No, nope, yeah. it's it went. So now I'm on the countdown clock. I'm looking. I'm watching the little slow. It's not. Now I'm not on internet time. Now it's yeah. just on hard drive time as oh. it's copying files and then updating files and doing the install and then upgrading apps and uh, driver settings and all that. I'm just like, I'm looking at my clock and it's going like when it was at 15%, it was three or four fifteen. <laughs> when it yeah. was at 50%, it was four thirty. I'm like, <laughs> you are going to take me right to the wire. Yep. Right. And he was so, we're blabbing. Sure we're, enough, we're, at, we're doing a thing. Yep. Sure enough, four fifty-five. It finished. It said hello, and then it popped up, and it was about to run me through tutorial. I'm like, no, give me to the internet. GTFO. <laughs> I don't want no tutorial at this time. Thank you very no, much. No, this. I got no time for the tutorial. I'll, I'll futz through that later. Mm. See what ruin it can cause me. But anyway, so um, <laughs> yeah. But I do got to say, all things considered, fairly easy install. I mean, it didn't have me do anything. It did all the work. So. We'll, yeah, we'll I play next week, but <laughs> I've had that nag screen on our Windows 7 Home Premium um, thing for a while now. I've, I've not updated, not because I don't have the time to do it, it's just because Windows 10 has turned into like a a freemium product now. Oh, really? like they, <laughs> it's ridiculous. And there's privacy stuff in there you cannot turn off. Like mm. there is stuff that you, you, <laughs> they're collecting a lot of information with your free copy of Windows 10. So, yeah. Yeah, I said mm, no, thank you, no. I, yeah, I, I don't I, have uh, I don't have Big Brother paranoia. Um, I don't either. But more to the point, I don't know. Uh, I don't know exactly how to turn off anything. Any, I mean, I was probably running with it all, <laughs> running you know in Windows eight and and XP and you know all that. So I'm like, Whatever. you know what, same old, same old. It's not they're not getting anything new out of me. It's you know I'm not like ooh, I'm holding the keys to the you know kingdom. So yeah, yeah I just kind of, I, I mean really I can't really. Sp- talk i'm i'm in up to my like top of my bristly head with google um yeah. so they know <laughs> everything right? about me right so really microsoft knowing stuff about me i really don't care that much i just i didn't like the way they it was just it didn't sit with me right the way that they actually yeah. did it. it was very deceptive in the way they rolled it out so right i sort of held off look it's better like your upgrade only being three gig is not as bad as the um, upgrade from Yosemite to El Capitan oh, I on iOS, man. It was six gig, six gig of mm-hmm. upgrade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> An upgrade. This is not a brand new version of the operating system. Six gig. Yeah. So I went, um, no, not at home. <laughs> I'll be doing that one in well, the And office. wonderful Apple then goes, uh, we need that much free space first. Well, at least that's what they do on the phone. And you're just yeah. like... I don't have the free space and I got to go delete everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so no, like an think, upgrade. I think they actually have like a, to, to do the upgrade, they have like a reserve part of the hard drive that they put mm. all the images on and then you can delete them or they right. auto clean up after a while. Cause they're Apple. They sort of just take all the rough edges of it out of upgrading for you. So, you know, 
Yeah, so we'll we'll see uh, we'll see what happens when I turn on Steam and uh, you know whether or not uh, TPA plays. Yeah, <laughs> everybody, says, it, everybody says it's not an issue, so we'll we'll see about that. Um, yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. You just won a TV. Speaking of things that I tried out though with mm. TPA, so I have the new TV. It's got 3D capability. Oh, yeah. I have the have PS3. Done. TPA has you know 3D support. I tested out before our discussion with uh, with Bobby last week. Um, yeah, I did test out. Should clarify. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm going to call her Barbie. I will do Barbie Balam. That'll be Barbie. that'll clear things Barbie. up. We'll no confusion here. Okay, so yep. so before I had the conversation with Barbie, I made sure I booted up Zen on uh, PS3. Checked out their 3D. Yeah, it worked. It looked wonderful. Um, yeah, it was nice and clean, and uh, you could. Uh, the only issue I was having was lag. Um, and oh, I'll get yeah, into that. Yeah. I'll get into that in a second of why. Um, so I went to go load up TPA and it had been so long since I loaded that, that of course I had to run a, you know, 500 meg download. Um, so that's why I didn't, I didn't check it out until just a few days ago. So Hmm. I load up the game. I say yes to 3d. It says, you must restart the game. I'm like, Oh, that's kind of a pain in the butt because then boom, it did it right there in game. So I'm like, so I got to turn off the game, turn back on the game. Okay. So turn back on the game. And when the 3D kicked in, it was like crossing your eyes. It oh. was so major. I mean, like I you know, took off the glasses and looked. And whereas with all your other things, there's just a slight shift to the image to create the 3D. Yeah. The With TPA, it was almost double images. And the best way oh. I can describe it is, remember those uh, magic eye portraits? There were those um, digitally, you know, where you looked at them, it just looked like a bunch of, you know, digital mess. And then when you kind of slightly, you know, crossed your eyes or whatever, all the thing popped up, right? Yeah. Or like, well, it, yeah. it was that same sensation where you just had to relax your eye and kind of and look like, deep and then yeah, blend the two images distance. together. And then it, yeah. So it is a very severe uh, 3D that they're having. And again, Zen has a slider for how much of the 3D effect you want. Not yeah. so with TPA. And I'm oh. now once I once my eyes like adjusted to it, I was fine. And I'll give them props. It looks fantastic and clear oh, as does a, it? Oh no, it looks oh, wow. really good. Um like I mean uh, to the point that I was almost like, guy, I can read the inserts almost better. I don't know what the oh, deal really? was. If, I don't know if oh. that if I don't I don't know that it has anything to necessarily do with that or with the fact that it's my 4K T- TV upresing everything. Probably um, would be, yeah. yeah it's you know. your, your computer or your console's going, oh, right, you have the 1080Ps now. I'm going to give you that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so on that aspect, it, it looked really good. And I got to say, in 3D, with the, again, PS3 doesn't have dynamic lighting. The um, All the lights, all the inserts... Um, and just all the flashers, they really popped. I mean, like, no, shit, more, <laughs> it was much more. It was much more noticeable. Um, and they didn't look like you know flat alpha panes like you were always you know mentioning. Mm. Um, there was just this you know flat bloom that blocked. No, it actually had a three dimensional quality to the lights, and so it really drew your attention. I was like, guy, you know, for not having dynamic lighting, this looks really pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, yeah. So I was pleased with that. The thing that I wasn't pleased with, and Zen has this exact same problem. For some reason, they put the the score, the DMD, front of your 3D spectrum instead of oh. all the way at the back. It needs to be at the back, people, because bringing your eye up and looking, it's a complete refocus 
in 3D, yeah, that like, hurts the eyes. It's not a quick glance, and it should be a quick glance if they would just put the screen back. all the way in the back. Like, mm. if you're normally playing pinball where the score would be, then your eye could do a quick dart up, and it would be just fine. You wouldn't have to you know lose focus or anything. So I sent a... Uh, uh, a PM to Flippy Floppy since he seems to be yep. the uh, PS PlayStation uh, person. And I was like, please, yep. I know that this is probably beyond right. low on the uh, priority scale considering uh, where 3D is on, on everybody's radar these days. But uh, it was like, if you can put a fix in, let's get that going. Cause it's, It'd be great. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of a, it, like I said, it really talk about eye strain, just bringing your eyes and, and with the severity that they have of the 3D. I mean, I would love it if they'd put a slider in. I'd love it if they would allow you to do all this in-game rather than having to exit the game, you know, to go back to 2D and come back in. Reload, um, yeah. But the the score thing, and again, I would say this to Zen, too. Priority. Got to send that to the back. It's got to go to yeah, the back. Yeah, send to back. For sure. Um, yeah, that would be really, really hard to, like, sort out. Yeah. Particularly if you're like, you know, you're playing at the back of the play field, like maybe looking for rollovers or something like that, and then you snap your vision to the front to see what multiplier you're on or something like that. You know, that would just, yeah, it'd kill your eyes really badly. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, in terms of the lag, so I never experienced the PlayStation lag because I was on a, uh, my, my projection screen CRT. So there was never any digital lag or whatever. Mm. So I knew going into this with the TV that I was potentially going to be facing this. So, yeah. of course, the first thing I boot up was pinball, because what better way to, to test it out? Um, lag is, yeah, man, right. it'll do it. I had, I had lag on both Zen and uh, Pinball Arcade, just to make that mm-hmm. clear. Um, yep. Now, it, I'm able to adjust my timing and and go, oh, I just need to you know mentally click earlier flip to, to oh, flip yeah. the thing. Where it became an issue was when the ball just goes nuts crazy and comes to you know, scream at your flipper and you need that twitch reaction yeah yeah there was no way you were gonna it was it was gone before you even hit the flippers i was like shoot yeah so i uh, i'd already gone through the tv and turned off all the motion processing and you know uh noise reduction all that stuff that should you know help but i was like it's still there that really that's really bothering me so i went on the websites and unfortunately my tv's too new for it to have a dedicated former form on the uh audio video uh uh, avs form i think is what's called Um, okay the only thing that I could come up with was some people were saying with LG TVs to rename your HDMI to PC. Right. You're kidding me. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me that simply renaming it because they were saying, no, by renaming it, it tell, you know, then it knows, oh, I need to go into PC processing mode. Shaking head with disbelief for those who aren't watching Blab. Total. <laughs> it's that placebo effect where people go, no, I swear that it was different. So yeah. I was like, okay. So I, I, I'll humor like, you. I'll, I'll, I'll humor you and do it. Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't notice the difference. So then I thought, okay, what if I go directly because I was having my PlayStation Three go through my receiver. Yep. What if I go out of instead of out of the receiver, go PlayStation right into the TV? Let's see what yep. happens there. So mm-hmm. I did it, and I was using my my go to table, which is Ripley's, <laughs> because I awesome. I know I just know the feel of it. I know yep. what I'm able to do explicitly with no question that's the table that i can nail most of the shots you know 90 percent accuracy kind of thing so yeah um i really knew the timing and uh like i said i wasn't getting the timing on the other uh when it was going through the receiver so going directly to the tv i checked it out sure enough my timing was pretty very close um yep. good enough that i was like okay i think there's i think i figured it out 
We'll see. Yep. So then I switched back to the, you know, plugging in through the receiver. Sure enough, it was back to the, my timing not being there. Um, so I was like, okay, that's the issue. So I went directly into the TV with it instead of going through the receiver, which bums me out because once again, my whole point was I was hoping to have Produce everything cables. go into the receiver and just that one cable going on and not having yeah. to flip inputs on the TV. But no, I had to do that. Now, the good news is my TV is smart enough that it, when I turn on the PS3, it goes, it'll hey, auto detect it. it. It'll auto detect it. And all I have to do is push a button. It'll automatically switch inputs and go to the PS3. Um, mm. So that's nice that it's not me having to go into the menu and then finding, oh, where's my input? Click on that. I mean, it's it's not a big deal. Yeah. I mean, literally, we're talking about a two-step process as opposed to the a one-step process. So if you've got a um, if you've got a Chromecast dongle and you mm-hmm. um, start to stream something, if even if you're on like a like a free-to-air TV station, it'll like switch it over automatically to the Chromecast and start playing. It's part of the HDMI standard. Um, and uh, yeah, devices can like switch in basically. It's like got a, sort of, like a really basic switching framework in it. So it's cool. Hey, why don't we uh, talk a little bit about our interview that we had last week? Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Just some of the, I'm, I'm just curious to know what your, uh, what your takeaway from that is, because I have a couple of points that uh, I took away that, you know, highlights, you might call them. Um, just seeing if there was anything that stood out to you. Yeah, I was really surprised at the, um, the, the team size and how many people I have working on this, um, at, like Pinball in particular. I, I kind of had a feeling that Pinball was their primary, like, revenue driver, but uh-huh. just the amount of staff on Pinball, that's, that speaks probably, that explains a lot. <laughs> Really, right. um, but, uh, yeah, what they are able to achieve and how long. The other thing that I found really interesting was how long it actually took to like from yes, we want to do this table to here's a table released to the market. Yes, and, um, and that, that, was, that was one of my that was one of my checkpoints. <laughs> yeah, the thing. Let's talk about that because I think yeah. the thing that's interesting is they must have on the cards on the on their dance card at any one time. They, they must have like 10 or 11 things on the boil to make sure they hit those yep. sort of average one table a month as, as Barbie was um, suggesting. Which, so, uh, which I mean, she's saying, I don't know if internally they're producing one table a month and then releasing those table packs. Um, my, my general feeling with Zen has always been that it's, you know, four releases a year. Uh, you know, mm. one every, one every quarter, one basically. Every quarter. A table pack, a table it's, pack every quarter. And there's, yeah, yeah. two or three tables you know, depending on the, on the thing, um, on the franchise. Yeah. Right. Right. So, but obviously if that's their schedule though, in terms of they know so far in advance and they're, they're working on them that long, you know, it sounded like from concept or, you know, initial idea to, uh, actually starting working on the table, it seemed like that was about a six month period. Is that what yes. you took away from that? Uh, right. I think it was, yeah, about six or eight months, I think. Yeah. And then construction, so building all the art assets uh, and, and getting the table up and running, that seemed like it was probably, I don't know, three months, I think is what I t- my takeaway from that was. Mm, was that job with you yeah. or did you? I think, I think the planning is like one to two months and then it goes uh, six months of um, development slash art assets that like just, you know, building the table, I think. So there's like a, there's two or so um, months of planning. Then there's like, I think a gap. I forget there's a middle bit and I forget in the middle bit. 
Well, yeah, I know there's, you know, the beginning bit where they plan and the end bit yeah. where they release. Yeah. <laughs> you know, anyway, but, but like... it's, it certainly isn't the, the one month uh, build. Punch that, them out that, like um, TPA that, can do. Yeah, that Farside does. Mm. Um, which I found, again, it answered for me a lot of the Polish questions, which is that, you know, whenever a Zen table comes out, it's, it looks and plays exactly the way they want it to play. There's not any yep. bugs going on that I know of. I mean, I've never noticed anything that you're like, oh, look at that. You know, that, you know, there's no balls going through the flippers. There's no, you know, collision problems, you mm-hmm. know, tables flying off, balls are getting lost. Any of that, it, it's just functioning. Yep, that's right. And I think, uh, yeah, the, the, the whole one month turnaround um, time frame is, you know, every business has a different business model, and mm-hmm. that's the one that that Farsight needs to adopt to to um, absolutely profitable, and that's fine. But can but, you imagine um, if Farsight had the same size team as Zen, another twenty people on on board? Yeah, and I mean, I then, think that... yeah, that would be pretty <laughs> amazing to see what that would actually do to what they could actually produce. What that's what it made me think. Do. It was mm. like, so what would happen if they were on a level playing field? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just. Uh, I'm pretty sure that... that the 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 UI would probably have come out when they announced it originally. Yeah. Um, probably about three months after they announced it originally, mm-hmm. um, they would have had all of the all of the stuff that um, uh, you know Mike and the guys from the UI department were talking about yeah. with us in uh, the interview we've had a couple of episodes ago. You know that sort of stuff. They're sort of like wish list, wouldn't be wish list. They'd actually be in the game yeah. and they'd be out. Yeah. And they would probably have the option to look at um, almost running parallel builds. So they could actually do like a, a new gen build and a old gen build for mobile and likewise for the consoles and actually start mm-hmm. to separate that out because they'd have the team to actually maintain both assets on both yeah. platforms. Yeah. You know, there would be, it would be wonderful. I would like nothing more for Farsight to have the ability <laughs> to have the, the team size that Zen, uh, Zen Studios do, because I think they could really use it there. In reality, the way they work is incredibly agile um, yeah. for, for monthly releases. And they're, for what they can do in a month, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing, really, yeah. um, that they're able to get it out. So, yeah. So I did have, uh, uh, I have, Two points beyond the one that you just mentioned. That uh, one of them's the small thing, and that is uh, what I'm saying. As Barbie called it, putting the FX in pinball. Yeah, um, I like that. It actually you know explains what? It, the whole thing, it, right? Yeah. Absolutely. It really explained it to me, where it was like, okay, this is who they are. This is what they're yep. embracing. And it, to me, it was kind of that turning point that I had with Farside also when I talked to Norman, uh, and I, I kind of asked him about, you know, the general aesthetic of pinball arcade yep. and he goes and this was two years two years into the game i believe yep and he just he kind of said look this is what it is you know we're, we're two years in this is how our game plays this is how our game looks get used to it essentially was the was the thing and i kind of went yeah i am used to it why am i trying to make it into something that is not you know yeah. uh, i i need it's to get over yeah. yeah you know I'm, i can't sit there and hope that it's going to look like you know pro pinball with you know or or you know with that ultra photorealistic look it's not going to be it's never going to be that's not what the art style is that they're going for they've chosen a style they're sticking with it and 
I think we were all blown away when we first saw it. And then we started doing you know, the comparisons of other platforms and stuff and go, well, why That's can't it be this? Too. And it's like, because yeah. it's not that. It, this is its thing. And mm-hmm. that's what I'm learning with with Zen. This is its thing. It's going to have, you know, splashy effects. It's going to have moving animated things. It's not going to try and be an absolute table. And I'm no. commending them for it. And it's like, okay, that, that's okay. The product I don't know why it's taking so long. That's to, how it yeah. is. Yeah, I don't know why it's, it's taking me so long to figure that out, but. <laughs> yeah, it was the same for me too. Like it was a real sort of a, like um, a turning point moment for me, listening to that interview and actually talking to, to Barbie to say, yeah, you know what? It's unfair to compare them to anything else because they're not right. like really anything else. They right. are something that's really quite unique. And it is the, the whole fact that they, it's story first when they're mm-hmm. doing the, the table and then. You know, they want to create that narrative when you're actually playing pinball. And, you know, in real life, um, tables, they're, they're only just starting to do that now because they have the software programming ability to do that. Like, you well, see then the they know that it's going into homes for free play rather than mm. earning profit for the operator, you know? Cause the idea was it was they, they were there for a good time, not a long time when they're in the arcades. So. You know, they, they, you weren't supposed to uncover the whole story. It was just like, yeah, I'm just no. going to play this for five minutes while I have a beer and then go away and, you know, whatever. So, yeah, it's a, it's a very different sort of model that they're actually canning for now. So, yeah, um, yeah I think – I dig it. I think that was a, a, a great thing to have reinforced for consumers of the product. Um, and I'm really glad that, um, that uh, Barbie covered that. The other thing that I was going to mention then – this kind of, uh, it, it does needle a little bit at Farsight, but it was the whole pricing policy of Zen. And I thought it was yeah. interesting how it was, hey, we're going to hide our high costs of licensing and put them inside the low cost tables. The ones that, yeah. well, we call this in TV <laughs> and uh, Star Trek is what made it famous is we call it a box episode. So a box episode. A box episode. Mm-hmm. So what would what Star Trek would do is if they did a particular episode where there was lots of action and uh, you know they were going on location and and you know there was aliens all over the place. Well, that episode cost a lot of money. So mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you'd have an episode or two almost immediately afterwards where they were trapped inside an elevator or trapped inside <laughs> a spaceship, you know, in, yep. inside the 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 cockpit. And they couldn't get out. And so instead, they'd have these long, you know, discussions. Monologues. Monologue episodes. Yeah. Well, it's not necessarily the monologues, but it was, you know, just people having, you know, philosophical discussions or whatever. Well, that was a box episode because it was really cheap to make. And it would – so <laughs> if you had $2 million to make two episodes and $1.5 million went in to make this really awesome episode, well, now you only got 500000 to make this tiny episode but the yeah. end result is the budget was still the same and that seems to be what zen is doing it's hey we've got this budget for the year how we throw the money around is our business you mm. the consumer are never going to notice it's always going to cost yeah. you the same and it's cost you about the same you might get one table less in a pack but that's the only thing you're going to see as far as the difference in well and the only more. table that that was a problem with was star wars and that wasn't really even a problem because no. it made sense. To it do made it like sense. That. Right. Mm. Right. And so, you know, but it, I thought that was a really interesting approach. And you know me, I hate Kickstarters. So yeah. uh, I agree. I Kickstarters think, are getting old. 
I think oh. any any way that Kickstarters can be avoided is a good move. Now I understand that Farsight's dealing with a whole different issue, which Zen they only have the license to pay for. Farsight has both yeah. the license and the license to Williams Bally Stern. So really, it's a double dip. Like they, yeah, 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 they're getting they're getting tough. double need. But you know, it, it was one of those things where it was like, ah, now I understand how Zen can get away with it because we're all of them speculating. We're like, what you know? Yeah. Does Microsoft have deep pockets, but then it's like, well, Microsoft isn't publishing it on all platforms. Um, no, they don't publish, the publish it on the PS3 <laughs> and the PS4. And why would? And why would the publisher do that anyhow? They're right. just a publisher. They're not bankrolling the operation. No. Like it didn't make any sense. No. So yeah, it, that explains it. They just planned it out, basically. <laughs> they yeah. said, here's a budget. Uh this is our ten dollars that we have to spend. We're gonna spend, you know, three on this really big license table, and then the rest of the, the dollars we're just gonna spread over the rest of the tables. The other thing, and this to me is where again the team size matters, is the fact mm-hmm. that with Zen not passing the cost along to when there is a platform change. Everybody, or you'll remember when the PS4 was coming out, everybody on the forum, there was a whole debate about uh, should Farsight charge a you know, double dip or should they not? Yeah. And, you know, half the people were like, absolutely, they should not double dip. It's not fair. I already pay for this table, you know, and especially once Steam became a thing where it was like, hey, wait a second, the X11 didn't cost anymore, and yet it's looking just like the PS4. So what yeah. the heck? But then you go with uh, um, shoot, I'm losing my train of thought. Oh, <laughs> then you, but then the 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 flip side is everybody was saying, hey, no, they're building a completely new game, and this takes development time, and why should they be doing this for free? And that's where I think the team size matters because yeah, you could parcel off part of the team to go make that upgrade. You're not uh, uh, degrading You're not the quality. Literally taking taking a. Right key members of the team away to refactor the code base so they can release on the new platform as Correct. well as trying to do all the other stuff. Like in a bigger organization, you're right. You could go, well, this team is the um, the, the PS4 upgrade team and the rest of them are developing. Um, Which is where it would come into, and this is now the UI team and this is now the DX11 team. And you know, anytime yep. that there has been, I mean, I'm sure right now it'd be, and this is now the Stern app team. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. It, it would have to be. They would have to have a team of people working on that that particular thing. And, you know, it they've only got so many resources to play with. So, um, And my takeaway is whenever they come out with Pinball FX3, it's going to be the same thing. Everything's just going to – it's going to migrate over. Yeah, I think it will. And um, the the challenging thing is that for um, mobile platforms and stuff, it's, it's hard, particularly on Android, because – the way that Google Play works is it's tied to a particular package name. Your DLCs are mm-hmm. tied to a package. So com.zenstudios.zenpinball um, uh, would be the where all the DLCs are routed through. So um, for them to be able to cross-grade you or upgrade you to the new platform, um, you would need to – they'd need to do some pretty funky licensing stuff to churn the license. I, was say, I imagine it's, it would be kind of like generating a ticket for you, you know? Yeah. It's going to take, take a look at your what you have currently owned, generate a ticket, so that then when you download the new version, uh, it just it's going to say, oh, you've got the magic ticket. Yes, these are part of your download. And then it creates a brand-new DLC file for Google Play to, to register with, to look at. Yeah, I think it might work like that. They might be able to do like a – I'm sure there is an upgrade strategy that you can use for Google Play because apps mm-hmm. upgrade all the time. Like 
yeah. that there will be a, a like a new version of the app will come out or, and you know it might be a, like a 2.0 versus 1.0 so mm-hmm. sometimes developers it's it's really developers choice they can go well we're going to upgrade you or it's we're going to sandbox it basically now if they're going to sandbox it then there would need to be a pretty significant graphical boost and a pretty significant feature boost for that sandboxing to be justified. Right. Like um, if there were like in the case of TPA, I feel that if it was going to be a um, like a TPA 2.0 where they, you know, do all the things they may want to do, like, you know, head to head and all these other things that would take development cycles to do and, you know, do a massive like, res bump of all the tables to like with all the new, you know, uh, camera equipment, for example, like recapture everything that takes time. And you could argue that, you know, that would be a justification for a, a new app. Now, if that was to happen, it would need to be a pretty solid package for me to go. Yeah, I'm happy to spend what would now be about 150 Australian dollars to upgrade all those tables. Um, if it wasn't but see, again, this is what this is what Barbie was talking about. How she said, the point is, is we hook you. Well, we know you'll buy. Good. You're going to be a loyal customer. You've already been a loyal customer. We mm. know that you're going to continue to give us money in the future. So why would we want to tick you off? Yeah, that's really that just doesn't make sense. <laughs> really, does it? It's like you know. I mean, the way they could get around it is Farsight could go. Well, new app. Anyone with um. I think they did this, at, or somebody did this, where they had, look, you know, if you are upgrading to the new version of the app, then if you want to get credited for your purchases, you just go back through your Google Play history, send us the receipts of all your purchases, which are all tracked in, in your purchase history. Right. I'm sure it's the same on iOS as well. And yet we'll definitely unlock them based on your Farsight user account. We'll just, like, unlock them in the app, yeah. which is exactly how they manage Kickstarter entitlement. So... You know, they could, I'm sure they could interrogate. They'd have usage information about what each user has and what they have entitlements to based on their Google Play record. They could interrogate the information and then just enable it, um, flick a switch basically to open up all the tables on the new app. So implementation perspective, it would be, I would think, relatively trivial to do. Yeah, but you're Um, right. You've got to look after your customers, right? Yeah. Why, Um, why, Why tell them to repurchase all the tables again when because they're just not going to and that's not good for you because then you still have to keep on maintaining the old apps and it costs you more money yep Mm -hmm. yep hey uh let's roll into because uh coming up at the end of this week it's time for tournament of the month All right. <laughs> so, uh, turnover of the month. Uh, sign up starts this Wednesday, and uh, yeah, the day before Thanksgiving here in the states. Everywhere else goes Thanksgiving. What the hell? Um, mm, that's when you eat turkey. That's when you eat turkey, and uh, yeah. registration registration stops on Black Friday. Yeah, Black Friday. Do they do? No, it doesn't well, matter we to don't. you guys. We, we I, I don't do. know how. Bur- yeah, okay. Sale, right. That's don't. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I figured we, it's we, become basically. kind of global. <laughs> Registration ends on Black Friday. So sign-ups start on Wednesday. They finish on uh, Friday evening. And then we all play the tournament on Saturday, unless you're Jared and then you played on Sunday. Because um, <laughs> I'm from the future, and the future is bright. Future. 
And just as a reminder, the tables that we are playing are Gorgar, Victory, High Roller Casino, and Medieval Madness. Yeah, I, I didn't uh, really play much. Actually, I only played one game of Medieval Madness uh, this week, and that's because uh, Barbie was so kind to uh, give me a couple of codes for some Zen tables, so I was playing those instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I did try out a method, and I'm going to share it with everybody for the fun of it. Um, I did try out a method in Medieval Madness that uh, it's really boosted my scores big time. And that is just shooting the castle lock over and over oh, yeah. and over and over again. Oh, I had castle. no castle lock. Oh. Yeah. Because so when you shoot the castle lock three times, obviously you get multi-ball. Then if you shoot the ramps, I think it's six or seven times, uh, that unlocks the extra ball. Then mm -hmm. you can get an extra ball out of it. Now, then I think thereafter, uh, anytime you get the castle lock, you have to, uh, I think, do it twice or something like that. I don't know. Getting the extra ball becomes significantly yeah. more difficult. But point being, and this is where it's key, it's all about your multiplier. Mm -hmm. And so when you're in multi-ball in castle lock, just sending it up the loops, letting it bounce around in the in the jets, and cranking up that multiplier because I'm getting now huge multipliers. Oh, and it's, it's astronomical the amount you can get. Um, yeah, I'm looking and, at the, uh, the chat and Pimbleweez is saying, um, to clarify, five times for the ramps, then super at the castle lock um, right. is, um, is what you need to do. So anyway, my average score on Medieval tended to be in the 60, 70 million range because mm -hmm. I was busy bashing the, you know, passing the castle gate and uh, trying to complete, you know, basically I was trying to do Battle for the Kingdom. Yes. As soon as I started doing Castle Lock mode, boom, my score was 150 million minimum. Wow. And, uh, yeah, and then my high score went from being 300 plus million to 790 million, I think. I mean, it, it was one of those strategies where it just kind of went, oh, okay, That's this is how you so score some points. <laughs> that's the thing eh? when you're playing tournament pinball or pinball for score you've got to change your stance like it's uh yeah it's it's often rare that you um want to go for modes and stuff or the sort of general sort of path yeah it, it's all about yeah just what what will give you the biggest amount of score and just keep on milking that and um yep. you can bet that people like pinball Wiz and and uh, all the other top leaderboard people in Tournament of the Month know those exploits, and they go, yep, well, that's the strategy I'm going to be taking. They probably watch a lot more Papa TV than I do. Yeah. I, w I wish somebody had come up with, uh, with a, a good method for victory. <laughs> Don't play it. <laughs> no, for the exploiting purposes. Don't oh, yeah, there is it. no exploiting. Yeah, yeah there's <laughs> no, there didn't solution. seem to be any... Uh... Apparently, yeah. uh, Pinball Wiz has uh, a, um, a decent strategy. I wonder if we should get Pinball well, Wiz in to explain that. Victory. Welcome, caller. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the air. Um, all right, the victory. Uh, what I would do first, um, go for finish right away. Finish, you know, finish the because finish that's target. Finish the finish target seven times to get a multiplier up to 8x and just milk the spinner. Wow. Oh, but, right. Yeah, okay. that's easier said than done. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Wait, we'll Milk the Witch? I missed that part. The spinner. Spinner. The, the left spinner. Oh, okay. Because that's just looping, yeah. like, when um, when a spinner is lit for 20,000 times 8, that's 160,000 points for spin. Per spin. That's that's one way of doing it. Thanks for that. Let me well, ask you this. The thing is, um, the multiple, yeah, multiple, yeah, let me, 
the, the play field multiplier is only active when a tech point is running. So if the, your tech point is uh, run down low, might as well get the, get the tech point. Otherwise, you're going mm. back down to one x multiplier. Oh, uh, right. So it actually resets. Okay. So that's how basically how I got right. the hundred plus million score. All right, there you go. Nice one. Thanks, mate. There we go. No that uh, that answers that. Although, like I say, uh, actually finishing finish. Not so easy. Alrighty. Um, just so people know, our table of the week, uh, which will be for the next um, uh, time, is Xenon. So that's not for this tournament, but uh, the pleasure of playing pinball with a pinball table that pleasures itself. What <laughs> <laughs> um, else before our time runs out? It was, it was me losing a DVD, which I never, ever, 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 ever do. And then, of course, finding it in the last place you looked after spending an hour and a half going through every single DVD case that you own. Um, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, no, no one needs yeah, to know that. I think you just TLDR'd it right there. So we, we know what yeah, it was all pretty about. Pretty much, yeah. You know, <laughs> Good work. now and then I can tell a short story. It's rare, but now and then I can. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that just sent no, my wife into bits of laughter because she knows. She knows. I think she'll, that's she'll ask me frequently when I start to tell a story. She goes, "Tell me the short version." Yep. And then I'll start talking. I'm she goes, I'm "This isn't the short version." I'm like, "Come on!" She's losing it. There's a chicken in the background there, and she's or, she, away. or she'll ask me or she'll ask me a question. And she'll go, "Just yes or no. I don't need the details." And it'll usually be a question like, <laughs> "It'll be one of these questions where it'll be like, tell me, does this TV?'" And I'll be like, "Oh, I get to talk about. Does it do this? Yes or no?" And I'll be like, oh, well, <laughs> yes, yes, but you go, that's all I need to know. No, 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 but there's more. No, no, I just needed to know. Yes or no? I'm like, let me talk. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I get that a little bit too. I'm all about the minutiae, and Kim doesn't care. Like, particularly with Android, it's like, uh, just, uh, <laughs> I want to do this thing. I don't need to know how it's implemented. I just want to know how to do the thing. <laughs> It's like, oh, yeah, no, but see, I like to think that I have a way of telling the story that is at least entertaining. You know, we've all talked to that person where you're just like, oh, my God, stop now. I'm going numb and you've only finished two sentences. <laughs> yep. No. Yes, we have. <laughs> unfortunately, my wife has, uh, unfortunately, my wife has heard all my stories and she's heard all the tangents and she can connect the two before I can connect them. And yeah. she'll cut me off with the pass and just, you know, go straight to the punchline essentially. And then I'll just sit there, you know, like in, um, when, uh, <laughs> she'll do a cook yeah, combo breaker. Back over here. On... <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, she'll do combo breaker. <laughs> yep. Oh. All right. Which no fatality for you. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. People with knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we should. All uh, right. Go, well, because I'm going to put a pizza We should. On. Yeah. So I've got a lasagna in the oven. So there we go. Um, there you go. Pizza and lasagna. Yeah. Nice. I had that for lunch, actually. Pizza. So I, let's mm-hmm. say, I like the Italian food. Um, yeah. Damn. Food, food talking. We got to turn off. Oh, oh no. No. Maybe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll have to be for the the small wheel next month, next week. I think we're up to small wheel next week, aren't we? Yeah, well, who knows? Maybe this was the the interviews have thrown me completely off, so we need to get yeah. some more interviews because I don't want to get back on interviews. schedule. I want um, to talk to the Fast Up Boys again. We'll have to get them back on again. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. All right. Well, hey, uh, thank you, Jared Morgan, for uh, popping in as usual. Thank you for uh, Pinball Wiz 45B of giving us uh, 
those those needed factual fact checks that he likes to drop on us now and then, and uh, this time bringing them in. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah. I have been Shut Your Trap, a.k.a. Chris Freebus. Join us again next week when we talk about, uh, I have no clue, but something we'll talk about that'll be pinball-related, I'm sure. Thing. Stuff. stuff and things. Yeah. And things. Stuff mm. and things. Yes. <laughs> all right. Bye-bye. All right. Ciao, ciao. We will see you all later. I said pause. (laughs) (laughs) It won't pause, Jared. Wizardamusement.com, the West Coast leader in classic pinball. Makers of custom pinball shooter rods to buyer specifications. Swap out your standard ball plunger with something themed to your specific table. Installs in less than five minutes with no custom tools. Even if you don't own a table, looks great as a pinball memento to admire. Prices start at $39, but mention Blockade Podcast to receive 10% off your order. WizardAmusement.com. Sales, restoration, customization. Remember to leave a review on iTunes or any podcasting channel Blockade is distributed through. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Until next time, remember, we're in overtime!